As mothers, I think we sometimes go through waves of fear and anxiety, and sometimes over the smallest details. And yet, we want to be able to raise our kids confidently, free of the worry and anxiety. Welcome to the Gems of Motherhood. I'm your host, Sharon Khan. I'm here to connect you with some amazing gems of mothers from all walks of life. Each week, you'll hear interviews as well as resources and actionable tips that you can implement in your daily life to be the best gem God has called you to be. Thanks for walking this journey with me today, and don't forget to subscribe to the show. Today, we have Tracy Mitchell. She's an international speaker, a published author of the inspirational Downside Up, Becoming Brave, and The Invitation, TV host of Life from DFW, and CEO of the Winning Women Consulting Group. Welcome, Tracy. It's so good to have you on the show. Oh, thank you for hosting me today. I look forward to our conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Tracy, this is an interesting topic that we're going to talk about today, fear and anxiety. Now, how do we confidently raise our kids free of worry and anxiety? It seems like there's moments of times where we go through those situations, even if a kid falls and you're like, oh no, what's going to happen to him or her? Yeah, I think that is so easy to do, especially with firstborn children, because we absolutely hang on to everything. We notice everything. You know, yesterday um, I was at the pool and there was a group of mom and dads and as one particular family, uh, based on how the father was literally micromanaging his son's behavior, I knew that he had to be an only child or definitely a firstborn child Mm -hmm. um, because he was coaching him at the pool rather than playing with him. And mm. so, um, and that's so easy to do, especially with that firstborn as we're so focused on fears and anxieties and what they're doing right and wrong that we almost miss the opportunity uh, to play with them. And so I've learned by raising our children that we need to focus uh, less on developing necessarily their confidence and more on them just being healthy. And by that, I mean, if we develop our children to be emotionally and socially and physically healthy, um, they will naturally develop their own share of self-confidence because a child has their entire adult life to be competitive. And I've learned after our second or third child that it's easier just to spend those developmental years helping them enjoy the art of playing rather Mm -hmm. than trying to constantly and chronically instill confidence in them. Mm. Suggest suggest that with implementing, helping them to be emotional and physically healthy. Yeah, I think one way is to keep our kids from being so stressed out is we need to be intentional about actually asking them what they want to do. Now, I mean, not in everyday things, but as far as their goal settings, Mm -hmm. just don't assume that they want to play sports or that they want to take art or they want to dance, but really give them the opportunity, especially in that seven to 11 year old bracket, Mm -hmm. um, just kind of fill it out. Let their goals be theirs and not things that we simply stick and attached to them. Mm, that's a good point. Now, how how would how do we recognize the worry and anxiety that attacks us as mothers? Because sometimes it's like you could go about your own day and you don't even realize that you're doing it. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I think that the best resource to check in to see if our worries are founded is to simply. Um, ask other mothers, especially mothers of other children, because they've been there, they've done Mm -hmm. that. 
And having a support system of other women to talk to can also help us realize um, that whatever you and our child may be going through is absolutely normal. I mean, there's nothing like the validation of hearing that others made it through the challenges that we're currently walking through or experiencing that really helps alleviate the ver- worries. Right. I would also say uh, to remind ourselves that we that our worries rarely come true. I mean, it just is that fact. They rarely come true. Um, and we can prevent some of the things from happening and it's good to, to wisely watch over our children, but there's no way to anticipate every possible thing that could go wrong. Um, so prevent the things that we can be careful and be watchful, but don't follow into the trap of being a micro worrier. Mm, I love that micro worrier. That mm. almost reminds me of us micromanaging our kids. And <laughs> it's like, you know, being a micromanager at work and micromanaging our kids may not necessarily be healthy for our kids too. So that is a good point. Now, how do we free ourselves from the worries of life? Yeah, I wish I had a magic <laughs> question, um, but I will recommend a few things that I've discovered. Um, number one, if you're able to take just a few steps away, um, every week from motherhood, it often gives us a more healthy perspective. You know, I'm, I'm a strong believer, strong advocate for self-care. Mm-hmm. I found that simple things like working out is a natural way to reduce stress. Um, it's also a great way to engage in self-care. And the more relaxed and refreshed that we are, the less uh, <laughs> stressed out moms that we'll be. But I don't know if we can totally free ourselves um, from the worries of life, but I know mm-hmm. that we can definitely work through them. And we need to learn to see that the journey mm-hmm. is just as important as the destination. I'm going to say that part again. It's just as important right. to see that the journey as equally as important as the destination, because it's not always about reaching goals as a parent. And we need to embrace the parts of the journey that are sticky or difficult or messy, because truthfully, I've learned that it's a really messy situations that we laugh about later on. Mm-hmm. And an important step in freeing ourselves um, from the burdens life is to actually walk in gratitude, to be thankful for the small things that over time just make up the really big picture. And lastly, I would say that we need to steer away, and this is so big, from comparing ourselves to the Instagram mm. celebrity moms, <laughs> because I know some of them, and if truthfully we were to be able to pull back the curtain, we would see that many times our life are complete shambles. I mean, mm-hmm. if given opportunity to see behind the scenes, we would actually be thankful for the lives we lead and we in no wise would swap for this would swap lives with a social celebrity moms that we see online. So we have to really keep it in perspective. Absolutely. I I love those gem nuggets that you shared. I mean, it is not about the destination, but the journey. And when you mentioned earlier about, you know, having a mom support, checking in with other moms to see if this is really, really worth worrying about or not. (laughs) And and if it's something that they've gone through it and et cetera, that's definitely really helpful. I mean, I know I've been through situations whereby I've had to check in with other moms and they've had to validate to do this or do that and it'll be okay. And finally, everything just works out and it is journey. (laughs) 
<laughs> piece by piece every day. Right, exactly. Now, I mean, speaking of, you know, earlier we were talking about raising uh, our kids to be emotionally, physically, and, you know, healthy, mentally healthy. How can we raise our children to be brave, bold, and just to be confident? Sure. You know, I, we raised four very different, <laughs> very different children. And I, I don't think that there's one pat answer for all, for all children across the board, but the mm-hmm. important factor that does work, no matter what the personality of your child is, is to consistently talk to them. And the only way we can understand their weaknesses or anxiety is to find out what's actually bothering them. Mm. You know, have some loosely scheduled time every day um, to where we simply talk, you know, non-stressful time where they feel safe and comfortable. You know, maybe it's just curled up in their room and their space where they can talk about their emotions. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've learned to never diminish their concerns. You know, what may be small or just, you know, just a blank for one child may be entirely overwhelming to another child. And they're both your children. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may be simple to us, but it's huge in their world. So um, I consciously remember to huddle every day, spend quality time unplugged from, you know, iPhones, electronics, gaming devices, and to really use that time to lean in and listen. I remember last week I was listening to an audiobook um, that parents who did things like overvalue their children's skills mm-hmm. were more likely to raise narcissistic children. Mm. You know, I mean, it was overwhelming to really listen to this entire audiobook and find out ways that maybe we just kind of navigate by focusing on wrong things. Um, but to make our children feel special every day, giving them an opportunity to look outward instead of inward. Make sure they do small things to help others in need. Let them volunteer for community projects. Mm -hmm. Take them to visit a neighbor in need. Write a card. Any kind of social outreach that gets their mind off of themselves. Right. Um, I like those suggestions. I mean, now I know that you have your book, Be Brave. Can you tell me a little bit more? And would moms be able to implement any tips from the book? Oh, absolutely. I think becoming brave starts with the parents and then of course it spills over into the children if the you know family unit doesn't model being brave and authentically living courage then children are not likely to just catch it secondhand and uh, my book is entitled um, becoming brave and I love this subtitle because it's very definitive of the book and it's mm-hmm. how to think big dream wildly and live fear free. How to mm. think dream wildly and live for free. And I specifically put it in that order because many times society tells us, look, hey, before you can think big or dream wildly, you have to totally get rid of all of your fears. Well, if that were true, then I would have never accomplished anything as a parent <laughs> in my field of work or anything. Because you know, sometimes we have to just rewire our minds, learn to think big, learn to walk out those dreams, and in the process of doing those two things, we find that we literally eradicate fear. And so, yes, there are great um, nuggets that you can pull from in reading this book. Um, As a mom, you know, teaching yourself first and foremost how to act in a brave and authentically courageous ways, and then um, steps on how to, you know, let that spill over into the life of your family unit. That's awesome. So, 
think big, dream wildly. And what was the last one? Think big, dream wildly, and live fear free. Live fear free. Okay. Well, Tracy, can you just um, can you can you just share just a little bit more about how you know thinking big and dreaming wildly, and you know, how can we implement all of that to to live a life free of fear? Sure. I think, um, you know, number one, I love the part about dreaming wildly. You know, children are notorious for having just crazy ideas. Imaginations, exactly. Imaginations and creativity. And I think that as adults, that we sometimes lose that ability to think Mm -hmm. outside the box, to dream in a creative way. And if we stop modeling that, then our children pick up on it. And they think that, you know, as the older that they get, that in order to be a big person, you know, that they have to let loose of that childhood imagination, which is actually the opposite of how we should be living. We should, you know, embrace creativity, embrace imagination, because it's what propels our dreams to the next level. Mm -hmm. It's what keeps us out of that bed of depression. enables us to live for free and develop into levels that we've only even, you know, remotely thought about living. How would you suggest for those moms who feel stuck in, they feel like there's something blocking their way from dreaming big? Yeah, I think, you know, you as a mom, you really have to schedule creative time. I have a lot of uh, moms that I work with that are mm-hmm. writers. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, that's part of what I do. I train writers, develop them, help promote their books or their products. And it's interesting because an overwhelming number of them have small children at home, and yet they're doing it. They're living their dreams at the same time, but they are highly motivated and highly intentional about blocking off time where they can create, develop their products, and write their books. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah, I think time time is one of the things that moms have challenges with, you know, because there's already so many things to do. But at least if they start off with 10 minutes a day, I think it will be helpful. Yes, it's amazing what you can do in 10 minutes when your mind is clear. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that could also tie into just being part of um, a self-care process, right? (laughs) Yes, when mom's not stressed out, kids aren't stressed out, and you need it. Right. You need to keep you from burning out. You know, your kids are at home for at least 18 years, (laughs) and that's a long (laughs) trek not to have self-care. So um, just finding, you know, two or three days at a time, two or three hours, some days is two or three minutes, but whatever you can work into your schedule, just be intentional about letting those moments count. Now we talked about um, Tracy's book, Becoming Brave. You can check out on her Twitter account at uh, Tracy Mitchell one for the first chapter. Uh, You can download it for free in Twitter. Is that right? Yes chapter, yes, chapter one is available online. Just click the uh, link in button at the top. It will take you to a free download. And I think you'll love chapter one and probably want to read the rest of the book. Awesome. So, Tracy, can you share with me what are some actionable tips would you suggest for moms to raise your kids with confidence free of worry and anxiety? Sure. Um, I think one way would be if you see that your child... <laughs> 
um, is engaged with conflict, maybe on the playground, you know, maybe not high in conflict, but mm-hmm. just working over a toy or a truck or, you know, whatever it might be, um, to try to let them work it out, maybe before you step in, mm-hmm. um, because research shows that kids who can settle conflict on their own, you know, do much better later in life. They have college degrees, they do well at their jobs, and they're um, a lot of times just overachievers before they're 25 because their parents weren't constantly stepping in and trying to make things right. Mm. And I think, you know, the more children that you have, the more that you kind of let loose on that concept. But if, if it's an only child or a firstborn, again, we battle with stepping in, hey, don't treat my child that way or showing our child how to stick up for themselves. And truthfully, we just end up taking over and making right. things worse. Um, so yeah, let children work out some of that um, anxiety mm-hmm. and conflict for themselves, I think is huge. Okay, that's great. Are there any more tips that you could share with us? Um, I think it's big for our families to teach our children how to pray, mm. um, especially before bed. You know, um, morning prayer is great, but there's something about that nighttime prayer. The other night, a little um, three-year-old prayed the most beautiful prayer, and she named off everything that concerned her heart. And I actually learned what had been bothering her, but she just really hadn't mentioned it. Mm-hmm. It came out in prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, another way is just to have them write down or draw out pictures of things that, again, are just, you know, pulling at their soul that are bothering them. A lot of anxiety comes out in creativity mm-hmm. and just letting them draw at will, letting them color at will. And, and some of that, just that anxiety works itself out through prayer and creativity. Love that. I really love that. Now, Tracy, know that you're a mom and you're also a grandmother, but you know, as a mom, did you ever have a favorite mom hack? Um, I have a favorite grandmother hack now. Sure. Uh, one of the things that COVID did was it forced me to check out uh, the free membership grocery delivery service. Mm-hmm. And man, has it saved me time. I mean, just yesterday, I was trying to wrestle with our little three-year-old to take her to the grocery store. And, you know, of course, you're going to spend 20 more dollars because there's a clear backpack that they have. To have. <laughs> um, so I learned that that free grocery delivery service saves me a lot of time in the end, um, helps save me a lot of money too. Awesome. So what what are you working on now? Um, I have a lot of book projects that we're turning out, but one that I'm working on now, um, it's just a working title, but it's how to be invincible when you feel invisible. Mm. How to feel invincible when you feel invisible. Our society is um, chronically feels invisible. You know, just look at the social media feed. You see everyone is fighting to be seen. And how do you work that out in a healthy way to where you feel strong, again, confident, and even invincible in a world that makes you feel invisible? Wow, that sounds really good. I'm still working on it myself. So (laughs) as I write it, very cathartic. (laughs) Well, we're almost at the end of the show, but is there anything else that you would like to share with other gems of mothers out there? I would just encourage mothers um, just to live in a very authentic way because our children know when we're not. 
You know, I'll tell mm-hmm. myself, my daughter, I went to, to a, a speaking engagement one time and I met, she went with me all the time. We homeschooled her to, she was in the fifth grade. So we had lots of mommy daughter time and she just began to heckle me, you know, and she just began to say, mom, why do you always change your voice when you get up to speak? And you know, <laughs> she said that enough until I realized, I was like, no, I don't change my voice. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, the older she got, the more she began to call me out on ways that I didn't even quite understand that maybe I was being a little less than authentic. And so I would just, you know, again, challenge us moms to live in a totally transparent way before our children. And that teaches them to do the same. Just be gut level honest with everyone they meet. Mm, very, very true. Well, thank you so much, Tracy, for coming on the Gems of Motherhood podcast. It was really great having you on the show. Thank you for hosting me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Gems of Motherhood podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more amazing Gems of Mothers and more resources, head over to gemsofmotherhood.com where you can subscribe to the show. That's where you'll also find show notes with actionable tips and any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I hope you will find inspiration and learn to cultivate your own journey. You are loved. You are an incredible gem to God. He knows you intimately. He knows what you're going through and he knows what you need. Remember, you are fearfully and wonderfully made in him. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.